Welcome to Let's Talk Cake. I'm Carrie. And I'm Savannah. And on today's episode, we will be talking about how to manage your wedding season. People aren't just bakers nowadays, they are definitely artists. So now I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, cancer's not going to hold me back from making cake. Are you kidding me? People sometimes ask, like, what's your hobby? Well, my hobby is my job. I love what I do. It's like a canvas that you get to start over every single time you do a new cake. And then you give it to someone and you get to see their smiles and their faces. I mean, it's unbelievably rewarding. Caking, for me, is all about creating a moment and a memory. Hi, you guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of Let's Talk Cake, a podcast by cakers for cakers. I'm Savannah, and I'm here with my mom, Carrie, and together we own the dessert studio in Utah. So this week in the bakery, we took on a challenge that was a little crazy, I think. We ended up doing 91 dozen cupcakes. Flour And they weren't just any cupcake. (laughs) They were kind of a complicated flour. Um, It was one that had a a little stamen center and then some green petals and then some peach petals. And it was... We ended up doing it kind of assembly line, step by step. Um, they were all filled also, so there was that as well. Yeah. It was a huge undertaking. Right, the process, a few days. So there was a certain dozen due each day. So I think the first day was... 22 and a half. 22 and a half. The next was a little more than that. And then Saturday was... 47. 47. So... <laughs> Yeah, it it was spread out within three days, and so that made it a little more bearable. But yeah, it was definitely a crazy week. And then on top of that, we had wedding cakes, birthday cakes, cookies. So Mother's Day cupcake bouquets. Mother's Day cupcake bouquets. So yeah. we may have bit off more than <laughs> we could chew, but we ended we up did it. chewing it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, and it, I I felt like. We had a lot to be proud of at the end of the week because it was a crazy week. It was wild, but we did it. And I think more than anything, it just proved to us that we can can do it. I mean, we can take on plenty of orders within one week and we can handle it. The days were definitely long, much longer than we would ever want to have Much longer than we want them to be. (laughs) But we did it and, and yeah, it was good. I think also... It was extra long just because Flora's in the bakery, and so I have to sit down every couple hours and feed her, and and so the whole process of taking care of her while getting the bakery stuff done is extra long, too. So it's quite the process, but it's over, and now we're moving into wedding Wedding season. season. (laughs) And so we thought we'd talk a little bit about how to survive wedding season because quite honestly um, this is for sure going to be our biggest our biggest wedding season yet Um, so as you know if you've been listening we are about two and a half years old mm -hmm. and so the first wedding season we were just kind of getting things going it wasn't anything too crazy every wedding cake we got was awesome it was like yeah and a it big, was big and, deal and it was pretty much one wedding cake a day yeah. I don't know if we had maybe we had one or two wedding cake or days where we had multiple a couple of wedding cakes but it wasn't um it certainly wasn't what this 
summer is shaping up to be. Yeah. And last year, we were actually on track for a pretty good, it would it would have been our best yet for sure. But with all of the cancellations and postponements and scaling back because of COVID, um, last year ended up being not what we thought it would be. Yeah, but sure. this year, we've got a lot. And then on top of that, we've got the the remaining few that are still rescheduling their weddings from last year. So it's it's definitely going to be a very, very busy summer. Yeah. And I just want to put this out there that we are kind of in this episode, we're talking about, you know, tips and tricks of how we can all get through wedding season. And I think along with that, we're kind of mentioning like the success that we're seeing and all of the growth that we're seeing. And so I don't want this to any way be like we're bragging about like how awesome right. we're doing and the success that we're seeing. But more than anything, I just wanted to show all of you that you can get there. I mean, like I said, it's been about two and a half years, but it's been two and a half years of hard, hard work and lots of long days and trying things that didn't end up working and figuring so, things out. Yeah, so many things that just got us to where we are now. And so in no way is this us talking about our success anything like we're bragging or anything, but it's more just no. showing all of you that we can do it. In fact, as Savannah was just saying that and she mentioned all the things we tried without working that didn't work. Um I think a lot of us, a lot of times, if it had been just me and not Savannah and me, some of the things that we tried that didn't work probably would have made me think, okay, this is going to be a bust and maybe this isn't the right route to go. And so um, I, I'm not sure if it had been just me if we would have kept going through some of them because we really did have some things that that we thought would work that didn't work. I mean, we did... We did bridal shows we did quinceanera shows we did um we took waffle bars into office buildings for for free i mean we we donated them so that they could try them so that we could try to drum up business and you guys they didn't work no they did not work and it would have been it would have been easy to get discouraged savannah's a pretty optimistic positive person (laughs) i probably would have been discouraged after some of those but her attitude was just like, okay, well, we're not doing that again. And so we didn't do that again. And slowly, over this two and a half years, we have kind of moved in a direction where now we're pretty much, I think, doing what we want to be doing and not doing a lot of the things that we thought we would do. I remember the first Christmas that we were in business, we decided we would do all of these we imagined corporations just ordering all of these <laughs> gift boxes and we spent money on f- photography and having some brochures printed up and sent them to all of these different companies and, and we spent money on packaging, packaging <laughs> like all of these fancy gift boxes yeah that we just- we just knew like they were going to work and, and we were going to order them. We were going to have like hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of gift boxes ordered from multiple corporations and they were going to be great. And honestly, they looked really good. Yeah. But guess how many orders we got? <laughs> we had them on our website and everything. And I think we ended up getting maybe one order for two gift boxes. Yeah. 
it was a bust big time yeah I in mean, our storage closet we still have those packaging yeah <laughs> we've slowly been like figuring out ways to use them but yeah so I think a lot of this is just to say don't give up when something doesn't work yeah because maybe that just means that that is not the direction you should be going maybe that's not going to be your your niche yeah for sure so anyway but we're really excited about this wedding season I have to say we're really excited with a little asterisk by that because part of the day, some of the days are scary to me, (laughs) but it's going to be good. And I think that this cupcake order that we did this weekend was actually a really good thing to do at the beginning because it showed us wedding season, we can do it. Yep. And, and honestly, making wedding cakes, like some of them are obviously more time consuming than others, but the cupcakes you guys were were very time consuming and so yeah it just goes to show that we can do it we just need to budget our time and everything yeah. and we'll get it done but yeah and we've got we've got some days where i think we've got like five wedding yeah. cakes and obviously and a couple of weekends where we've got six or seven over like thursday to saturday yeah, yeah. obviously we've timed them out so that it's doable and we're the gonna sad do thing it. Is, <laughs> I think the sad thing in all of this is that we have turned down so many yeah. wedding cakes the last I don't know, the last few weeks. I hate turning them down too. It makes me it makes me sad. <laughs> it's like a missed opportunity or something, but we also have to protect our sanity. So yeah. so we're trying we're trying to be smart about it. But that's one of the things we wanted to talk to to you guys today about because we have made ourselves a little list of tips for us to remember as we're getting through wedding season. And so we thought we'd share some of those with you guys. Yeah. So one thing that we have been doing, and this kind of checks off a couple things on our list, but we have been so OCD about our calendar. And we look at a week, a few weeks in advance just to know what we need, what's going on that week, if we have everything we need. Um, we go through our emails, we go through our payments, we go through we go through everything that has yeah. kind of been a part of the process of getting an order going. Exactly. And we just make sure that we have everything down. A lot of cross-checking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll sit down and we'll go through our payments and we'll match them up with all of the emails and that has helped us in a couple of ways. It helps us know what payments we need to collect, but it also lets us know we haven't let something slip through the cracks because yeah. that's one of my biggest fears. I am terrified oh, of a, a day coming up about. and getting a phone call. <laughs> Where is our wedding cake? And us not having it on. It honestly, it's terrifying to me. So, so we've been trying to really be diligent and, like she said, OCD in checking, cross-checking. Even if we've done it already, we go through things again. And after we've got a couple of new things, we just we just keep checking and trying to make sure and we also have a board calendaring kind of brings us up to this we also have a whiteboard and so we put everything on the whiteboard every week yeah I think Um, we've talked about this before but that whiteboard just helps us it's literally our guide throughout that week we check things off we look at it we refer to it so and and some weeks I mean we don't have a a set color coding things but some weeks will if we have a lot of things we'll like mark off the baking with one color we'll mark off the crumb coating with one color we'll mark off the completed item with another color just so that we can look at it and know what needs done 
and what needs done which day and that way we're not getting to the end of the week when we have a really busy day and realizing oh no we should have done this part of the decorating a couple of days ago or oh no we haven't ordered this or something like that it just really helps us to stay on top of it so my my advice would be to get a whiteboard that's big enough to handle a week of whatever you're doing and use it diligently so that you can have a visual. I'm a very visual person, I guess, because I like to be able to look at that, cross things off, check mark things, and really know exactly where we are on the week. Yeah, for sure. And then along with that, with going over your calendar and making sure all of your days are planned out accordingly, we always need to either have a full day off throughout that week maybe it's an earlier in the week because you know your weekend is going to be slammed so you take monday off or whatever it may be even if it's just a morning or an afternoon that you say okay i'm done (laughs) i'm done for that morning and guard those yeah protect those because there have been some times when we've had a really busy week and somebody wants a consultation or they want to take you know we'll have an order for something smaller or something for that day and we have to really think about it because if that's our one day off we we have sometimes suggested can we get it to you the night before or something like that because we all need to have some time Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we're not in the bakery or thinking about the bakery or doing bakery stuff so so when you have a day as you're looking ahead especially for us we've noticed through wedding season there are there are some days where we have nothing on weeks where we have a ton and so it doesn't mean that we should just go in the bakery and get a head start on everything it means take that day off so that when you come in that next morning you feel a little rejuvenated and you can kind of start fresh instead of coming in already kind of tired and yeah for sure yeah um another thing on our list is obviously prioritize and make lists of what you need as far as ingredients and stuff you need for orders but we have also noticed that if we go grocery shopping for ourselves and we get things that we actually want to eat it helps us so much because there are days when it's it's bad but we don't even eat throughout the entire day it's horrible. seriously <laughs> we food and water people um honestly i think that for savannah and me we get along great 99 percent of the time and the one percent of the time that we're not getting along great we realize oh wow we haven't eaten anything and we've hardly had any water today yeah so honestly what do they call it? Hangry? Hangry. Hangry is a thing. Oh, I get very hangry. My husband can attest to that. <laughs> so we actually try to keep some things in the bakery that are for the bakery that we like, that we can snack on, that we can grab quickly. Um, and you say, you say grab quickly, and obviously that's necessary sometimes, but also when you can, take an actual lunch break or a snack break because it's nice to just eat dream and relax for 15 20 minutes and honestly every time we do that we jump back in and we feel better but there's something even though we know that there's still something that kind of nags at you no let's just grind through until we're done and then we can be finished and we can leave but ignore that because it's not really a rational thought (laughs) the rational thing to do is to take care of ourselves throughout the day eat keep ourselves hydrated um it's irrational to think that we should be working a nine or a 10 hour shift with nothing. Yep, for sure. And I think we think that because 
oh, it's our business. Like, I need to do this. this and we want to go home. Business. We yeah. want to be finished. And But, yeah, definitely take those breaks. Um, another thing is, for us, this is very easy to do. I know some of you are working alone. But if possible, um, divide the work, whether it's a spouse who comes in after a work day and helps you or a friend or your neighbor who just simply says let me know if you ever need help like let people help you and if you do have the help or a partner in your business divide the work yeah you don't need to be doubling up and we've talked about this one of our one of our big fights led to a great <laughs> moment of us <laughs> of us dividing dividing the work. the work and understanding that we don't both need to be doing things we can divide the work and then get more things done. And yeah. so, yeah. And honestly, um, for those of you that are working in your bakery alone, dividing the work doesn't just mean dividing the work in the bakery. Um, I know it's a huge blessing to me and to Savannah too. I know she feels the same way. If if our, our spouse does a meal for us or something, or um, if my husband loads the dishwasher so that I don't leave from cleaning a dirty bakery to having to go upstairs and clean a dirty kitchen or something. So so don't just divide the bakery work wherever you can. Of course do that, but but take that into the rest of your life too and make sure that that you're getting help where you need it and and you're not allowing yourself to be overwhelmed really in any aspect of your life. Yeah, for sure. Um, another big thing for us is after the workday, put it all away. Don't continue to be messaging people on Instagram about orders or don't look through your email. Put this it was, away. <laughs> this was huge for us. And the big fight that she was talking about where we decided to split up work was also the time that we fixed this because mm-hmm. we were both just... We'd get home it was after constant. a long workday and then... We would be calling each other about an order we have, yeah. or we'd be responding to an email, or we'd yeah. be waiting for payments, whatever it was. But yeah, like, that that fight done, was when we decided to, <laughs> to get a phone yeah. for the bakery. So we now have a dedicated phone for the bakery. Um, Savannah goes home, and so she can't hear the obnoxious ringtone that we put on it. But um, even when the obnoxious ringtone goes off in the evening, we ignore it and we take care of it the next morning. I mean. We're a bakery. We're not a storefront, so people have to actually order from us. And honestly, overnight is not going to be the difference in yeah in whether we get the the job or not. It's just not. So, um, we we made that change and got a dedicated phone line, and now we take care of messages and um, texts and that kind of thing when we come into the bakery the next morning. Yeah, for sure. So those are some things just like within the bakery to maintain your sanity. (laughs) But along with wedding season comes plenty of deliveries. And so we know that that is one of the most or the most stressful part about no no question, (laughs) (laughs) especially. I mean, we we did a couple of four tier cakes over a weekend. And then the next week, our first cake of the next week was a two tier. And we were both just like, oh, my goodness, this this two tier is nothing. (laughs) And it's it's really true. I mean, there's such a huge difference. The bigger the cake gets on the stress of the delivery. So we we put together a few things that we have found helps us to have less stress as we're delivering 
It yeah. certainly doesn't take away all the stress, but anything we can do to bring it down a notch is is a good thing. Yeah. I remember talking to Lindsay at Lady in the Wild West, and some of her deliveries are over dirt roads and canyons, and then she has to walk the cake across some meadow or something. And, and we have a lot of the same thing here in Utah, too. We do a lot of canyon deliveries, and honestly, scary. <laughs> They're so hard sometimes. And um, some of our scariest delivery experiences have happened on some of those little winding, steep roads. So uh, here are just a few things that we came up with to try to make delivery a little less stressful. And I know some of you out there have the cake safe delivering box. We still don't have that. And I mean, we're surviving. We're, yeah. We haven't had a major disaster yet. And so I am curious about it. Yeah. But at the same time, smashing a big dowel through <laughs> on top of the dowel that you already do through it and everything also sounds a little scary to me but for those of you that have it we'd love to have you message us and yeah, tell us what you think of it opinion. let us know if it's super necessary but yeah we have yet to invest in that and we're surviving so yeah. these are just the tips that we have and we are delivering lots of four tier cakes lately um five tier cakes we we don't have it completely um right just because we're the kind of car we have a ford flex and i don't even know if we would be able to get a five tier into the cake into the car safely so so we put the last one or two tiers on a five tier once we get there but for all others we we have been doing it and so here's just a few of the things that we have found um if you've got a car with rear air conditioning get it going early um definitely have your car have your car, the air, cooling that back area before you bring your cake out to it. Yeah, we try and get our car just freezing. Like, we get in the car and we need a coat in the yeah, summer. Yeah, <laughs> in the middle of the summer, we're like, if we forget our jacket or a sweater or something, we're like, we're what are we doing? It's so cold. <laughs> we're excited when we can turn the air off when we after we deliver the yeah. cake because we're, we've got goosebumps. But, <laughs> yeah, so get your car as cool as you can ahead of time. Yeah. Along with that, with keeping your car cool, we got some little shade window things. I think a lot of people use them for, like, for babies, children yeah. when they're in the window seat. Um, but, yeah, those are great to block out the sun because the summer sun is pretty strong, even if you have yeah. tinted windows. And so if you can get those things to kind of block the sun even more, especially with us being a buttercream bakery, yeah. all of our cakes are buttercream. And so in the summer... I mean, it's pretty easy for a cake to start to melt, and you definitely don't want it to be melting on your drive there. So, Yeah. Our windows are tinted, but not tinted enough. And when we were doing some of our deliveries that were a little farther away, we were getting there and noticing that it was a little softer than we wanted it to be on delivery. So we, we we got some for all of the windows, the back window and the side windows that would affect the back area of the car where we put the cake. So... Yeah, anything you can do to minimize heat back there and to maximize cool, do it. Yep, for sure. Another thing we do is we have a big roll of shelf paper. Um, And shelf paper is just kind of the... It's the kind that... It's sticky, but it's like... It's not the kind that like sticks down and is just like almost like a wallpaper that you put in your drawers. It's the kind that has... It's kind of grippy Mm -hmm. and it's a little bit thick. And so we have that and we use that all the time um we put that in the back and it makes a huge difference in things sliding around or um 
bumping into each other, anything like that. Yeah. So we always put that down under things. It just keeps things in place and it's enough kind of parchment. That's not the Almost word. Almost a little cushion. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's good stuff. So that's also very helpful, especially if you're delivering maybe like a cake with cupcakes. You don't want yeah. the cupcake boxes going into the cake. And yeah. So that shelf paper just keeps everything in place. Yeah. And another thing that we do for cake deliveries is um, it's really important, and hopefully you don't even have to use it, but it's good to have it if you need to, a, a cake recovery kit. <laughs> um, depending on the cake, you would have a little bag of whatever color frosting the base color is, a little spatula. If it's got beads or sequins or any extra little decorations, it's good to bring a few extra of those just in case something happens and something falls off or whatever in transport or you stick a finger into it or something. Just gives you a little bit of, just a little repair kit just to try to patch up anything that has gone wrong so that you can leave the cake looking really good. Yeah, for sure. So those are some of our main delivery tips along with just getting through uh, wedding season we also have a cake on board magnet oh yeah and i would recommend whether you do wedding cakes or you're just delivering cupcakes or any kind of cake um that you have one of these because you you probably know you have to drive differently when you have a, a cake in the back of your car and a lot of people don't understand and we you also have to have a thick skin <laughs> that's probably one of the biggest things when you're delivering a cake be okay with the people that are flipping you off or giving you dirty looks or whatever because we have to take our corners very slowly and we have people who are behind us aren't usually thrilled but we did get um, a magnet now it's probably like doubling up because we also have our logo in our window and our license plate says cakes but we also have a little magnet that we put on the back of the car whenever we're doing a delivery that says cake on board. And we just got it on Amazon and it's, we just pull it out of the glove box and put it on the back of the car when we're um, delivering. And that's just a little extra thing to help people know that there is a reason why we're driving like we are. Yeah. So that's also helpful because driving is scary when you have a cake. <laughs> Um, yeah, but we would love to also know how you guys get through wedding season, yeah. any delivery tips you have, um, because I know we can all use all of the help that we can Learn get. from each other. <laughs> yeah, so let us know. Um, we recently, kind of switching gears here, we recently had a little um, disagreement, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds because, like we sounds like we have disagreements all the time. Well, okay. no, you just hear about you guys, all of them, yeah, honestly. You hear, so that's like the biggest part of what we're doing. I mean, most days are just fine, but then there's the days where we have a disagreement, and, and you usually, guys hear about them. And because... usually, we can learn something from the disagreement, and that's why you hear about them. Exactly. <laughs> I was actually joking with my mom that. Maybe we should, like, have a reality television show, like, <laughs> keeping up with the Kardashians, you know? Like, the main thing is they're always fighting, and that's the drama, and that's what people love about it. So, keeping up with Savannah and Carrie, the drama <laughs> in the bakery. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> most of the time it'd be pretty boring, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we had a little disagreement, and... I think it's actually like been a disagreement throughout our entire yes. two and a half years. Until now. We're in agreement. Just so you know, there's a happy ending to the story. We are now in agreement. We are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's the disagreement. And it 
goes with Instagram. Instagram is a very love-hate relationship. Mostly hate. Mostly hate. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did a little social media marketing semester at um, a school here in Utah, and I got my certificate and all of that. And so I am not more knowledgeable in this than my mom. She knows plenty as well. <laughs> but I just have... It definitely made her have a different approach to it than yeah, me, though. I have a strong opinion, and she has a strong opinion as well about how she thought <laughs> I converted her to my <laughs> thought process, but how she thought it should go. So, Mom, let's hear how let's hear how you thought it okay, should go. Okay, so... I, I have done a couple of little online things, you know, where they get more followers, get more, you know, translated into business, translated into sales, blah, blah, blah. What, course type things? Yeah, those little saying? course okay. things. And they just talk incessantly about having a set time to post, posting three or four times a week, doing it at the same time of day every time, doing, I mean, it was, it was about quantity. And it was about always having something out there so that their little algorithms, whatever they are, you would be constantly in people's feed. So that's kind of where my mindset was, was we got to have something. We've got to have something to put on. So, um, And I will say this. my So mom was so into that mindset that any photo we took, whether it was good or bad, <laughs> my mom wanted to post it. And... Some That's of them, not entirely true, but most of them were just mediocre. And for me, the mediocre photos didn't I didn't feel like they needed posted. And mom felt like it's But a, we it's have a post. to. We, we have, have to, to we have to get a post in. It's Wednesday at eleven. We gotta post. Yeah. And so that's where mom's mindset was. And it's not wrong. Um it is important, apparently. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows the Instagram algorithm? But it is important to post and to be out there and to make sure that your followers are seeing your posts and everything. But in my mind, and I'm not saying I'm totally correct, but in my mind, I see Instagram as more of a portfolio that people can come across and then decide whether or not they want to go with you for a cake or whatever you're doing, you know? And so in my mind, I want our Instagram page to just be the best of the best photos. And I want our Instagram page to just be beautiful content that people can immediately come to and know that, oh, they do beautiful work. I want to go with them. And so anyways, we had a little disagreement because my mom wanted to post a photo that I didn't agree with. I didn't think it was up to the standard that I want our Instagram page to be. And then we both kind of lost it. <laughs> we both just got so mad because we each felt like we were right. And both of us are right in a sense, but... <laughs> it's it's really a matter, to be honest, in my defense. Um, and again, you're not wrong, Mom. You're not wrong. I'm, I'm not wrong in some regards. But once Savannah... Savannah had never phrased it in a way that connected with my mind until that day when we were having our pretty heated debate. And at that point she said, mom, it's our portfolio. It's not an Instagram page. It's our portfolio. And it clicked because up until then I'd really been thinking about it as our Instagram page. And when I switched that and started thinking, okay, it is our portfolio and people are finding us on Google through our Google ad 
people are finding us on some of the other advertising platforms that we use. And so Instagram really isn't where brides are finding us unless they're using the hashtags. And when they do that, they're actually looking to see our content and they're looking at us specifically, not just randomly finding us in, in like, you know, um, just happening across us or something. And so once she, once she described it like that, it, it kind of clicked because I'm old. And years ago when I did this, we had the, we had the phone book and we didn't have to try to bring in people through Instagram or search engine optimization or any of this garbage. And so (laughs) I, in my mind, I was thinking, okay, it's taking the place of a phone book and it's taking the place of how people can find us. And so we got to really hit the algorithm so that that's how they find us. But when she said that, I immediately thought of after people called years ago from the phone book, they would come and have a meeting with me and they would look through, I had a binder that had pictures of all of the cakes that they could choose from, things I had done to give them ideas and stuff. That was my portfolio. And so when I started thinking about the Instagram as being that, it, it kind of clicked. Yeah, it needs to, it needs to be you're the most beautiful stuff that you do so that people know these are really beautiful. And, um, they know what they're doing. (laughs) And so I had a little mind shift. She, the problem was she had just not communicated it well to me before. Oh, that was the problem, huh? (laughs) And once she did, I came around. (laughs) Or maybe you just weren't listening when I was trying to communicate that. (laughs) Anyway, it was a, a light switch went on for me too. And so now you'll probably notice if you look at our personal, not personal, our business Instagram, um, we don't post as much. Oh, in fact, oh my gosh, we and haven't posted in a few weeks because it's like we're finally like in the same mindset. We're on the same terms. And now, honestly, I feel like now that you're on board, <laughs> we need to go through our Instagram, get rid of some of the photos that we have posted in the past and and just kind of not start clean because obviously there's good there's photos good on stuff our feed. There. But we, I don't know, yeah. We're more meticulous now about what we post. And we're not worrying so much about the algorithms. Um, When people. I could care less. Is that. Couldn't. Couldn't. I I couldn't couldn't care less. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't care less about the likes we get or the comments we get. Obviously, it's it's nice to get likes and comments and, and feel like people are seeing you. But at the same time, I'm just so over it. And I know and understand that. Our Google page, our website, all of that, it's doing its job. And it's and bringing so people to us. And so Instagram is more just like what they can then look through yeah. and see, oh, I like what they do. And during that big debate that we had that day, another thing that she said that I think was really true, she said, it's better if we have a hundred really good pictures that show exactly what kind of bakery we are than that we have 250 pictures that are just stuff we've done. Yeah. So I think that that's, I've come around and I think that that's, <laughs> that's true now. And We've even at consultations, you know, if people ask, well, do you have any examples of your work or anything? Um, Like just yesterday, we had a consultation with a bride and groom and and the bride's mom. And she was like, well, do you have any pictures of the work you've done? And I referred her to our Instagram because that is the best example of the work we've done because we we put our good work on there. So 
Anyway. And it's not that the other stuff that we're doing isn't good work, but it's just you all know what we're talking about. Yeah. You know. You know your good photos versus your bad photos and your great cakes versus your good cakes that aren't necessarily And your the cakes that style. you probably don't ever want to do again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So mom and I are now on the same page. Woohoo! <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and we're not completely correct in this thinking necessarily. I know lots of you out there are content creators. And that yours is totally different. yours, you are needing likes and comments and you're needing to post on a very regular schedule. And so for you, keep at it. You're doing awesome too. But for us... We are just, Instagram is not our main thing right now. Yeah, it's we, actually just our, it's just our portfolio exactly, right now. Exactly, yeah. And the great thing about Instagram as well, though, amongst the very few things, <laughs> <laughs> you all know I hate Instagram, but. Um, Can you believe this is the girl that actually went to school for this? <laughs> <laughs> there are highlight bubbles on your page, and so. Just the highlight bubbles could be just more of the day-to-day things that you're doing, the random orders that you're getting. We actually have designated highlight bubbles for cupcakes, for celebration cakes, for for different things like that. And so maybe it's not the highest quality photo, but it's just the photo that you get as it's being picked up or something. And it's just to show that you are doing these kinds of things and you want to continue to do these kinds of things, but you don't necessarily need that on your main portfolio page. And stories yeah. are also great to just show what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Um, if you are looking to stay pretty active on Instagram, but you do want to kind of make sure that your feed is only the most beautiful stuff, stories are a great way to do that because stories you can just show your face you can show what you're doing on a daily basis and it doesn't need to be the most beautiful photos that's more of just the day-to-day stuff that keeps your followers engaged and reminded that you're still there and doing stuff you know yeah and it's a good place to put um almost like advertisement type things like if we're doing a class or something we use stories for that and so, yeah, so that's kind of the direction we've gone with our Instagram. We're getting along better about it now. And <laughs> if any of these little, if any of this conversation gives you any ideas, great. If what you're doing is working, go with that too. Yeah. But for us, we needed to make a change, be on the same mind wavelength after two and a half years. And so, yeah. yeah. So one other thing we wanted to hit on really quick is the last few months and weeks, actually last couple of months on cake boxes and the last couple of weeks on cupcakes, we have discovered a couple of products we wanted to tell you about. So um, when we started, we just ordered regular cake boxes and those cake boxes for some of our taller cakes, we would end up having the lid like partially open and taped up. And so it just wasn't ideal. We didn't we didn't love it. And, and it was almost just like thick cardstock. Yeah. It, it wasn't. It didn't thick. feel real sturdy. Yeah. It didn't feel like it was going to be very protective of the cake. Yeah. So these new ones that we found are actual cardboard. Yeah. And, and they're awesome. And they're tall enough for our taller cakes. Um, they actually even have little notches on the side. So you can, if you have a cake that's a couple of inches even taller than your box, you can put the lid in those little notches and it keeps it from being on the cake um we even use them sometimes now if we're delivering like a two-tier birthday cake just without the lid because the box is just so sturdy and nice it just really showcases 
it protects the cake and the lid has a, a clear um, plastic thing so you can actually see into what you're getting. It's just so superior to what we were using. And so we wanted to tell you about those so you can check those out if you want to. They are called Special Tea and that's special spelled out and then a capital T at the end. And um, they're, they're just really great and they are a little more. We've had to factor that into our pricing, but I just feel so much more confident when people come to pick up a celebration cake when they're picking it up in one of these boxes than in those other boxes. So, so they have, we have three sizes. We have the eight inch box for our six inch cakes. We have the 10 inch box for our eight inch cakes and we bought 12 inch boxes for our 10 inch cakes. And they're just really, they're really nice. So check those out. And another one is we actually used them this entire last week for all of the cupcakes that we had. And cupcake boxes are sometimes tricky because sometimes they're too close to each other and mm -hmm. they start to touch each other or they sit too low and then you have to like or, lift the top of the frosting yes. on top and get it. Or, yes, or or the top... Um, they're they're too short and so if you have like a nice tall swirl mm -hmm. it hits the plastic yeah. on top and a lot of those plastic cupcake boxes are flimsy yeah. i mean if you were to pick them up you have to hold them on both sides and you have to like you have to treat them like a newborn baby practically because otherwise your stuff will get ruined inside and so since we were doing so many cupcakes i started looking for um, something that would work better for the cupcakes than the the ones that we had been using and what we found was awesome. They are called um, Stack and Go Cupcake Boxes, Cupcake Containers, from Cakes of Eden. And that's kind of a, an unusual name, but the company is Cakes of Eden, and they're called Stack and Go. And the cool thing about them is they're tall, so you can do tall cupcakes in them without them touching. The lid is not attached, so it's not like trying to to bring it back in the ones that are on the back side of the crease or in jeopardy all the time. They sit just far enough apart that they were okay and there's little like divots to be able to get them out without ruining the ones next to them. And they lock. There's 10, I think, little places on all four sides, not 10 on all four sides, 10 total, where you can lock the lid into the, um, the base and it seals them off really good. So they they stay they stay nice, they stay in good shape, and they're so sturdy that when you pick them up, you can pick them up with one hand and you don't have to worry about them like collapsing and ruining the cupcakes. They were really awesome. Again, they were more expensive, but they were also um they're reusable. And so after this event was over, we just gathered them back like we would a cake stand and we can just wipe them out and use them next time we have cupcake orders or when we do deliveries for dessert bars where we take them and we set it up. These are great for taking them. So anyway, we wanted to let you know about those two stack and go um, cupcake boxes from Cakes of Eden. They were really good and they made a big difference in our delivery. So if you do something with cupcakes, give them a look yeah so you guys this is our last episode of the season and it was a good season we had so many good people and so many good interviews with non-cakers but just yeah. good information for us as creatives yeah. as business owners 
And so we are just so thankful to every person that we interviewed who took the time yes. to be a part of this Let's Talk Cake community and be a part of and just to share their yeah. business expertise, creativity coach, accountants. I mean, we it was just really fun this season. And that's what we tried to do as we were like planning out the season was have a good balance of cakers because I think there's so much we can learn from each other that are cakers, but also people who could maybe um, add benefit to our businesses in other ways. Yeah. And so, so we've really enjoyed it. Yeah. It wouldn't be possible without you guys who we interviewed. And then, of course, it would not be possible without all of you listeners. And so we're so thankful to each and every one of you for listening. And as wedding season gets underway, good luck. Yes. And we still, you know how we are. Instagram is still a struggle for us on Let's Talk Cake <laughs> Instagram as well. But message us because we always see your messages and we yeah. love to hear from you. If you ever have any questions or advice for us that after listening to different episodes, um, yeah, just or let ideas. Know. If you have ideas of people that we should be interviewing that would help the cake community, cakers or non-cakers, we would love to hear from you. Because when we come back, we we definitely want to continue down this road where hopefully we're providing some content that is helpful to to everybody. And and the, I mean that's our goal. So we'd love to hear from you. Um, one one thing, I guess this is kind of one of our tips for getting getting through wedding season is to try to eliminate as much extra stress as you can, and so that's why we're that's why we're doing this and taking the wedding season off, and we'll be back in the fall, and um, hopefully we'll have lots of good stories, and hopefully we'll have guests that have lots of good stories to share, and yeah. But like my mom said, yeah, if you have any ideas for episodes and different things. I mean, we are taking a break from posting episodes, but our minds are always running with new ways that we can improve the next season. And so definitely let us know if you have any ways that we can improve or be more helpful for you as a caker or a creative. And yeah, again, we're just so thankful to all of you for being a part of the Let's Talk Cake podcast and Thank you to our producer, Corey, for everything that he does behind the scenes and making it possible because we could not do it without him. <laughs> and you guys, as things are opening up after this long break that people have had with COVID where things were different and weird and we all had to kind of adapt as things kind of get back to normal, we just want to wish you all the very best as you get your businesses back going full force again. Hopefully, hopefully it's going to be happening for everyone soon. I know it's been really hard in some places where lockdowns were continuing and um, we're just really hopeful that as this next few months unwinds that everybody is able to grow their business and find the success that you're looking for and hoping for and we are hoping right along with you. Yeah. So thank you and we will continue to talk cake next season. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow the Let's Talk Cake podcast on Instagram. Subscribe and write a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. Thanks and we'll see you next week.